0: Hey River, you got the Pepsi ready? Yeah. Foxing <laughs> around live. Let's, Let's go. go. around podcast I'm your host Raymond Fox and I'm your co-host River Thomas hey man we're so excited to be here for another episode of Foxing around man first things first we'd like to give a quick shout out to non-define uh, clothing company out of uh, Vancouver British Columbia personal friend of rivers Justin McIntyre you want to give us a little bit of info
1: uh, yeah he's so it's uh, so it's basically a collab between uh Justin and his uh, Korean buddy so it's not but um they're doing big things they're helping putting smaller artists on the map they're really really investing in um basically anybody who they see potential into so hey that's huge
0: that's huge man hey and speaking of that too man obviously they're doing uh clothing man we got some exciting news man next week we're going to be dropping uh some merchandise man so uh keep your eye out for that man we're super excited it's looking dope we should have the mock-ups ready for everybody in the next couple days and then we're going to send it out to you guys Hopefully, y'all want a shirt, man, because we're super excited about them. Uh, Another thing we'd like to do really quickly is we'd like to give a shout out to the UBIAA, the United Black Indigenous People of Color Athletes Association both me and river are members uh what we our goal is is to eradicate racism in canadian sport and what they do also is they give a safe space for black indigenous people of color athletes to come share their stories with racism and give us support man and they've been nothing but supportive to us bro nothing
1: but supportive bro for real tyler veronica uh, John Smith,
0: Smith Naya, Joe, man. Naya, there's there's so man, many. They're all doing
1: big things for real.
0: Hey, yeah. So thank you so much to UBIA, man. We we love you guys over here. Well, without further ado, man, we got some guests waiting for y'all, man. This is huge. This is huge. Obviously, if you guys don't know, Fawn in Dallas, man, powwow, round dance, doing it all, man. Virtual round dance. They they've been doing some big moves, man. They're, they're well known in the pow and round dance communities. We're so very excited to have them here. So without further ado, man, here we go. Fawn and Dallas. Hey! hey.
2: Hi, everyone!
0: (laughs) Welcome to the show, man. Thank you guys for coming.
2: Oh, we're honored to be asked to join. You know, we've been tuning in your past couple episodes, and it's been awesome. And we're just, it's just been an honor to be asked to come and join and, you know, share a little bit of words, maybe some music with you guys. And it's
3: great yeah it's it's uh <laughs> we're just real excited we planned it all day today we had breakfast then we had lunch and then we did a box around supper so we were really really pumped about today and
0: we played upon it we came back from a sweat so we're ready to go hey there we go that's some that's yeah. some preparations right there man well first things first give us a, an update on what you guys been doing lately obviously 50 days into the virtual round dance f- night 50s coming up soon fawn i know you got a little bit of new music uh you guys been doing some teachings as well too, doing a little bit of Cree language teaching. Just give us an update on what you guys been doing lately.
2: You know, um, since this whole like this whole situation we're in has hit, we've we've been fortunate enough to stay really busy. Um, starting off with the virtual round dance, we've been into this about seven months now. Um, it started off just as, as a challenge that people were going around and, and challenging all these these like singers, powwow, round dance singers to share music and just keep people's spirits up like that. And how we came upon uh, doing the virtual round dance was we got nominated and we, thought, we kept getting nominated and we were pushing it off Then one day we decided to go live. And, and share our song like that. And we had a bunch of people tune in and, you know, we were throwing that idea to start like this round dance type of live thing and we did it. And, you know, I, I'm still blown away that we're seven months down and um, 50, this is gonna actually, we're gonna be celebrating our 50th night, possibly tomorrow, if mm-hmm. not for sure next Sunday. Um, besides that, tell them about your teaching too, Dallas.
3: Cash is clean. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> um i was just saying hi to some people on there but uh no we got some uh the way things are working right now it's going really good but first i just want to say congrats guys on your show boxing around looks pretty good i like the good. setup you know way to go guys and you Bless know I'm you. proud of everything you guys are doing because it looks really good man and I, I really like the whole
2: setup, guys so also, like, congrats uh, guys <laughs> yeah we're really proud of you guys um <laughs> Hey. But, uh, like, yeah. Anyways, but uh
3: <laughs> so we're proud of you guys. Anyways, but,
2: um, another thing is a lot of people don't know that me and Dallas both. Hold we're, our, we're in a
3: relationship. But, we're in a
2: relationship. We both, <laughs> we both hold our bachelor of arts degree in in Cree language, yeah. and we're both in our last year for yeah. masters of uh masters of arts in in in, in, in Indigenous linguistics. Yeah. So language is a big passion of ours. Sue in Dallas actually, he's yeah. um, a culture teacher. Yeah. He integrates language into his class yeah. for what what grades do you do? Office
3: I class? I yeah sorry honey. I only charge five hundred. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a popcorn elder <laughs> 500 bucks some Facebook prayers Facebook prayers and some language teaching
2: but yeah like uh, he does language teaching <laughs> we do that kind of stuff though
3: no but actually like for, like on a serious note uh, uh, like our language teaching we try to find different ways to uh, teach the language where it's a lot easier for people to learn so that's know, our goal to teach people the easiest and funnest way to learn and the language.
2: Another, We really try to encourage people because I know us, I myself, I haven't started this language journey and not until maybe about six years ago is when I started trying to learn my language. And it's not too, never too late or too early to learn that. And us, we were in those shoes of people who wanted to learn their language but felt discouraged. So when we obtained our degrees and learned how to teach it and learned more about it, we wanted to really instill that in people too just just to encourage them with all of that hey.
3: yeah oh yeah for sure you you uh you said it well fun you said it's really <laughs> clear really <laughs> awesome yeah i know That's you got why the I'm point here. across <laughs> yeah it's amazing yeah. Yeah, uh, fun oh,
2: yeah even like about music um i uh, i do have a couple albums coming out and they're they're actually with a new company that kind of branched off from my old record label. I was used to be with Canyon Records, and now um, I'm gonna be one of the one of the new artists for a label called Buffalo Jump. Um, I actually have two full albums coming out. I've been waiting a long time. It's been about two years in the making since I, I've been working on them. So. I can't say too much. I wish I could show it, but really really <laughs> soon. I know this month is when they're going to announce um my um my debut for the first one and we actually just came back from our first traveling gig and we got to sing a couple of those songs on there and it's been a, it's been a kind of a funny time though because we haven't we're so used to throughout the summer we travel for for powows oh and gosh. our group goes everywhere. We had a whole summer lined up and it just came to a stop but you know things like the virtual round dance and all this other stuff we do really kept us busy
3: well good <laughs>
1: yeah um going back to that uh where you guys are talking about language revitalize uh revitalization i feel like that's very very important because that's a part of our identity right mm-hmm. if you take the uh language and the land away from the uh, person then there's no identity uh we're actually starting a new segment where we have uh Cree word of the day and uh usually we were gonna do that but uh we have you two and there's no better people to break it in for us so you all yeah. ought- so you all give us the Cree word of the day tonight yeah okay
2: you want to now don't yeah. wait
4: don't let
2: I'll us just say clear. anything <laughs> <laughs> you can don't just- We'll,
3: we'll,
1: we'll think
3: of a good one because yeah. i don't
2: trust what
1: double W-E-E-T. <laughs> W-E-E-T.
2: what's wink e? <laughs> oh
3: i forgot <laughs> the end
1: yeah yeah you forgot well, the what, end. We'll, we'll,
2: uh, well i know we'll get a perfect word before the yeah. end of this we'll kind of feel it out and see what a perfect fitting word is for this podcast yeah
1: yeah, yeah. and uh hopefully it's not the one that's uh on my sweater, if you can see it.
4: Yeah.
3: No, no T words. No oh, yeah. yeah. But you know what? Bad word. Bad word. Uh, that word you have on your sweater—it actually just means intestine. To believe it or not. <laughs> really, it just wow. means stomach intestine. But you know, as us young people, we think it's like you know, like oh man, bad, that's such a funny word, and we think that's what it really means. But what it really means is stomach and large stomach intestine. <laughs> yeah. You the know. more you
0: know. You learn something new every day. You know what I think we need, man? We need to start this off right, man. If you guys could give us one song, whatever you guys want to play right off the bat, we're ready to hear something, man. And I guess I know they're already too, man. we are going to have to do it.
3: I didn't think we were going to sing at all. (laughs) (laughs)
2: this is such a liar if you guys ever tune into ours this guy's like always just itching to sing and sometimes (laughs) he'll sing a song that he doesn't even know (laughs) i promise we'll know this song though
1: cool cool (laughs) we're ready
3: we're ready when you guys are okay and then ask them
2: okay um just a little back backstory about the song that we're gonna share with you guys this was actually made by both of us and it was made in the beginning of uh, when the quarantine order kind of hit and all of these specials that were um, all of these specials that were um, that were keeping people singing we entered one of them and uh, um, our requirement was to was to sing a brand new song so Dallas had this melody and um, I came up with the words and the words are Hello. No, you're
3: supposed to do the mic thing, remember?
2: Yeah, hold on. Um, And the words are, um, which means Dallas. I'm thankful I woke up today. And I've seen another day. And it means I'm thankful every day. Am I going to start it?
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. I guess I'm starting it, guys. Okay.
0: To the Fox and Alan podcast podcast. Did that ever sound blessed from this end, man? Awesome. Hey, hey, hey thank Loved you so it. much Loved for that it. song, man. We love it. We love it. Wow, that uh, that got me speechless, man. I don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we'll uh, we'll switch it up here. We're gonna we we want to know a little bit about you guys growing up, man. A little bit of you know where you where you grew up, your early childhood memories. <laughs> A little bit about, you know, your your first singing days, you know, obviously getting on the power trail. What was that like when growing up? Um, <laughs>
2: this, this guy. I can't take him anywhere. Not even here. But, um, you know, uh, singing has always, I, I, I was literally, it was always a part of my life. Um, both my parents sang, my grandparents sang, all my family sang. So it was something that, that I was kind of immersed in even before birth. And um, it wasn't something that that I even knew that I had in me or that I shared until I got a little bit older. And um, when I look back, I know us being an, an indigenous youth. You know, we, we all we all face different struggles and we all have different different things that we go through. And one thing I can honestly say that helped me go through and uh, and find that that pride in, in not just being indigenous but being like a, a Cree a Cree person was music. And um, it was something that I didn't even notice. I always turned to. Um, I was really blessed to have parents that that uh, really instilled that pride in, in culture and uh, identity in us. And um, um, they they kind of just they always encouraged everything I did. Not even even being you know like a woman singer, I was lucky enough to have parents that, that really um, encouraged me to follow what it was that that I love to do, and that was singing. And actually,
0: that's how me and him met, too, was, was through Cool, Paolo, love story. <laughs> Dallas, what about your early start, man? Yeah,
1: Dallas, uh, what were, like, your early influences growing up? Well, me back in the 60s. <laughs> with uh, the uh,
3: Back in the 60s, back in the art movements. The art movements? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> no, no, I'm a, I'm a late, late 70s, baby. But I'm um, 80s. Um. I just think it was, uh, you know, it's funny, um, growing up and um, my first uh, impressions of singing and my first uh, growing up was like ceremony. So like it was like the sweats, right? And then uh, sun dances and then just the odd power, right? Because I don't think we really went to too many powers, but I'm 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 thankful for that. Now that I kind of think about that, now that I'm older, I'm really grateful that my grandparents actually brought me to ceremony because it, it led me to where I'm at today. So and uh, it's
1: just a gift that I'm very thankful for, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, what are some of the, I guess observations you made since like, uh, old school and like modern day round dance in pals? because I remember like watching older videos yeah. of round dances and there'd be like four older men singing all night long. There was like no such thing as like 30, 40 different, um, lead singers. Yeah. I remember seeing those old, old pals. So if you want to, uh, tell us yeah. some more about that. Yeah, well,
3: you know, when I first started going around uh, in the late '80s and uh, well, the late '80s and '90s, my grandfather would take me to round dances, and he would never let me go to the he would never let me go to the circle unless I knew how to drum or like for sure, because that even that beat that that uh, scratching that zzz, that that's part of the the ceremony that a lot of these younger guys don't really know. So my grandfather would never let me go to the front ever unless I knew how to hit the drum, right? So he wouldn't want me to go up there and just start banging the drum around because it was kind of in a way not it was kind of disrespectful to the ceremony as it was once was. Uh in the 90s, you know, there was just groups uh towards the 80s, and so there was only groups, so it'd be like Frog Lake Juniors or Soto Juniors or Sweetgrass Juniors, right? So it was just groups that would go to round dances, and yes, that uh, they had a lot of the older guys in there, but now you know there was there was a process to get to that middle of singing, right? There's like steps that you take, and it just seems now like nowadays it just seems like people jump from step one to ten, right? So that's mm-hmm. I think so that's the difference, right? okay. yeah. So it was something you earned. You earned to be in that middle. Now it just the whole even like with the stick man, right? Like I could go on and on. So the oscapios, right? The stick man. That was a job that was given to somebody, but now. You know, anybody could be stick man now, right? Anybody can be oscapios now. So there's just so many steps that are taken that are people are jumping over. So yeah. That's my take on what I see nowadays.
0: Mm-hmm. And Fawn, uh obviously you're uh you come from a very strong line of singers on both of your, your mom family. and dad's side. Obviously, your your dad uh and his brothers, um, we all know Northern Cree, everybody knows Northern Cree, but as well too, your mom actually uh sat down as an all-woman's group which I think wasn't really prevalent at the time. So kind of give us a little bit about you know, th- those singing influences and how you know, you come from a singing family, I guess.
2: Yeah, I know, I, I, get, I get asked that question a lot too. And I get, I get asked a lot on my take on, on woman and singing. And uh, <clears throat> my mom, um, she started singing alongside her parents, my grandparents, Florence Thomas and Robert Thomas. And they actually started a drum group that was, that is, they still sing today. My grandma still sings and they set up at powwoWs in BC and they're called the Fraser Valley Singers. And um, I know so- we come from a territory where you don't see that at all, but you go towards the West or even to the South and sometimes the East. And you see there are women that, that, you know, hold these drum groups and stuff like that. But like um, my very first, my very first exposure to singing was at a powwow drum. It was around uh, my my family's drum over there. I grew up <clears throat> for a portion of my life in BC and amongst my mom's family, mostly out here in Treaty 6 territory. But I've been real fortunate like that. Um, um, my mom has four sis- or three sisters and my grandma and she has four brothers and my late grandfather. And they were who made up their group, the Fraser Valley Singers. And the very first time I ever even like took a lead or was forced to lead at a song was at that drum. And, um, that's another thing that I'm always asked as well is, is about if I have advice for female singers, because I know we have different protocols and different traditional beliefs. And one thing I like to encourage everybody is um, um, find out what your own tribal beliefs and protocols are. Approach somebody in your community and ask them what they are. And I always say, you know, it's good to respect where you come from and what your people believe in, and it's also good. I encourage people to respect other, buddy, er, other people's beliefs because we all have different beliefs and protocols behind things like that. Um, I've been, I've been really fortunate to have um, have been taught, in in both aspects of my tribal backgrounds, Plains Cree and uh, Statliam and Stalo. So, well, Salish, and so I've been. I've been blessed that way, and that's one thing that I always like to encourage other people to. but yes, I do come from women singers. My mom still sings. Um, you know, I think that's I think that's something that played a big part in me and my sisters singing the way we do. And um, I've, I've, that's that's something that I know that if I, if I didn't have that, I don't think I'd be where I, I am today. As an artist or as a composer, and, and
3: meeting me—the <laughs> <laughs>
1: real win. <laughs>
2: okay. Come
3: here!
1: this part of the screen out? <laughs> right I <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, those are those strong, nature of vibes. For real, that, that's really cool to uh, know that. Like, um, your your family is like a strong, strong lineage of female singers, and like. um Um, it's like only men touching the drum. Like we don't know. I I personally don't know exactly where that derives from. Right. Because like today we're kind of in an era where all of our ceremonies kind of like Mm -hmm. it, it comes from the residential school era. Right. So there were things lost and there's a lot of things that might've been different back then that we may not know anymore and we we might be doing things differently. Right.
2: Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I know, um, I know, with our our teachings and stuff like that too. I know personally, I was told this that that you know, at at first the woman was given that drum, and we decided to give it to our men because we carried that gift of of life and and that that gift that we have. And I know everybody always asks that too, and like uh, I've been throughout my travels. Um, I've been fortunate enough to travel all over North America to different communities and different tribal communities and, and I've always I'm always being shared different stories about <laughs> about female singers or about their drum teachings and stuff like that. And it all comes back to um, I guess respect and um, and uh, I, 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 like I say, I, I'm always given that chance to um, to give females some kind of encouraging words or, or say, or share something with them. And uh, one thing that I, I always say is, uh, even if, if you come from a place where it's not traditional for a woman to touch a drum, a, a woman doesn't need to have a drum to share her voice in the way that she wants to. So <clears throat> I've been I've been really blessed to, to have been visited, to have visited different communities and hear different stories. And um, I, I'm just glad to, to, to be doing what we love. and and to be doing stuff
0: like this today. Hey, we're so happy to have you guys too. Talk to us a little bit, cause I know like Gathering of Nations have, has been like an important kind of uh, place for your guys' music, for your guys' relationship, everything it's kind of, it, it, it's a focal point of who you guys are in, in a way. Obviously Fawn, I think you were the first woman that ever won Gathering of Nations. Um, you know, you guys have been successful there with your power group as well, too. You guys have had some moments. Share a little bit about what that's like. And because obviously that's, that's the gathering of nations, right? Everyone comes there. Everyone's seen all the moments there. And I think there's been some special ones there for you guys.
2: That place has played a huge role in, in, in not just who we are as singers or, or how we share or even our group, but I think, um, going back that was the, the very first time that, that they had a one, they opened it to one, and it, they opened, it was a one person hand drum special and they opened it to male and females. And at that time, that was a, still a new concept and a new thought. <laughs> and the weekend before that was the, I actually went to Seattle, Washington, and they had another one, a one person hand drum special. And that was the very first time I sang in public ever was the weekend yeah. before gatherings, and I ended up winning it and I went there broke and I was kind of hungry by Sunday and I ended up winning that money. And so I wasn't hungry by Sunday and I ended up taking that money. And my mom, she's she was the one who told me about the the one person hand drum contest at gatherings. And she said, you know what, save your money. I'll take you down there. So my mom drove 30 hours with me and my little sister Tia. And uh, just, just for me to sing that one song in that contest. And I ended up winning first there, and I thought, you know, just, just being able to sing there without like folding under pressure was a big accomplishment for me. So all I wanted to do was go there and, and share one of the songs that I love, which was recorded by my Uncle Randy, and um, I ended up winning it. And and from there, I really like to think that that was a very prominent starting point in my in my journey as a musician and as a singer. Uh also that was the very first place Dallas ever talked to me was there. <laughs> that was the he 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 just kept coming up. This was like a couple of years after that too. He kept coming up to me. And then he would come sit with me and walk around with me. And he would just, I don't know what, I didn't know what his intentions were because he would talk real randomly.
3: But we that was
2: the very first place we started talking, was there.
3: Just tell the truth, I creeped you out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he started talking to me there. The creeped me out and stuff. The, the very first time I got to sing with his group was at that powwow. Um, our we also won um, uh, a backup special there kit La- kit Largo special there our groups have, and then our our engagement do you want to tell them the story behind that so when our group first started, we would we would like hit these powwows up leading up to gatherings where we had to travel all the way down there. Mm-hmm. And the weekend before, tell them what tell them what you asked me the
3: weekend before. Well, the weekend before, like, um, well, prior to that, because gatherings is in April. So I had actually called the committee in January to see if I could book some time to do that, right? Not knowing if it was even gonna happen, right? So you had to call ahead of time to to even see and so they're saying, Oh, we'll see what we can do. We can't promise anything because we don't allow really people to do that, right? And I was like, okay, well, it's fine. At least I tried, right? So the so weekend
2: before we seen somebody. The, yeah, the me. weekend
3: before we were in ASU at uh Arizona State University Powell. Wow. And so someone did something there, right?
2: That somebody got proposed to there in front of the powwow. and yeah. Dallas turns yeah. to me, he's like, Hey, wouldn't that be cool if somebody got proposed to at gatherings? And I was like, hmm, not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Anna> corny. <laughs> you know I had no idea he had that was yeah. planned. So that that
3: was Sunday, right? So I I kind of but by then I I had bought the ring. I had bought the ring that that weekend. So I thought, well, I better put this ring away, right? She's not gonna like that, right? So I had <laughs> see, I had no clue that she was gonna do that. So right that very moment, I decided not to do that.
2: And so then. If, And then at the powwow, they have this big pageant and we were sitting at the powwow and our group was set up and uh, and then they had that crowned the new Miss Indian world. Then they called us up and I had no idea what was happening. They're like, oh, we're going to kill some time until we can start intertribals here. Can we get Fawn in Dallas to come share some music? And I was like, what, what are we going to sing? I kept asking him. He's like, no, you sing a song by yourself. And I was like, what am I supposed to sing? So I sang. And um, before I was even done, we just heard this real big cheer. And I thought, man, did I rock it? Am I jamming? Is it that good <laughs> of a song? <laughs> and Kieran was already on his knee, this guy. <laughs> but, even, but, even,
3: but even before that, Fauna... Um, they had, uh, like they said, they told us to come and sing, right? So we stood there. So I was like, okay, so I was kind of thinking about the sing. And then uh, Melanie, the, Melanie came to me. and She said, okay, Dallas, you're on. And I'm like, uh, what am I on for? She said, oh, it's time to propose. And I'm like, huh? You guys didn't even say I could do it. <laughs> so I was just kind of, so then right there, I had to kind of, <laughs> um, my friend had, I had brought the ring, but I asked my friend to keep it. So I said, she said, okay, so you're on. And she just walked away. And I was like, what's so I, I went running, I went running to the drum and I grabbed the ring. And I stood there and then Fon, that's when Fon said, What do I sing? I don't know, just sing by yourself. So <laughs> as she was singing by her, I, I, as she was singing by herself, I had to decide what to do. So all of that that you see on YouTube, I planned that all like in two minutes because I didn't even know what to do either. And so, and it's funny that how it all turned out, because a lot of people thought that I had pre-planned it, right? So a lot of people are, oh, it's a pre-planned thing. You pre-planned it. I was like, oh, I didn't even plan anything, man. And it just <laughs> happened the way it happened. And, and, and right?
2: fact about yeah. that was I didn't ask him until like the day after we were on our way home. And I was like, hey, I just dawned on me. I was like, hey, did you ask my mom and dad? Do they know? And he went <laughs> real quiet.
3: <laughs> See, that's another thing too, that the reason why I didn't do it is because I did ask her parents. And her, her parents said no. <laughs> They're like, no, well, I, I think you should talk to us in person and uh, come and ask us, <laughs> right? Anyway. And, and I was like, holy shit. So as <laughs> I'm kind of too late, right? And then
2: I was like, what? You didn't let them know? And I guess, like, we have uh, a lot of friends and family, and they were already getting a hold of my parents, because that's when YouTube was kind of Just getting big, yeah. and people were sharing our video on YouTube, and I was like, you better call them. I was like, I'm not going to call them. You call them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story, man. So interesting. I, we always see the videos, obviously, do just the uh, the video of you winning too Fawn. it's a very very important moment so I kind of want to switch it up a little bit uh, Fawn, people kind of look to you as a role model you know like obviously you're carrying the drum you're singing these powerful songs you're doing you're doing a lot of work in the indigenous women's community uh, how does that kind of weigh on you do you do you make decisions with that like with that in mind or do you just kind of try to follow your teachings by yourself like how does that kind of play into you
2: I think I take both of those concepts and um, now that I see um, what I do has has an impression on people, I, I try and be the best role model that I could be. you know I, I was I was growing up there was a, a couple of lady singers besides my own mother that that I really looked up to and there wasn't many. And now you see a surge in interest in, in, in young female, indigenous females who wanna who wanna take that lead and who wanna who wanna share their voice in a certain way. And um I myself, when it comes to my teachings, I still try to stay true to them too. But I also I, I try my best to carry myself in a way where um I have a daughter now, for instance. I have a daughter now, and I wanna be somebody that someone like my daughter in the future will want to look up to, or somebody, um, I guess I try walking away where I can show that that our, our, our Indigenous woman, we're still, we're st- our, our voice is still really present and it's still really relevant. And uh, whether we we want to share our power through singing or, or through design or through writing or, or whatever it is that we do, I, I just want to be that driving force that encourages our ladies to be proud of who they are and where they come from, no matter what it is that they, that they want to do. And uh, uh, I'm really happy that people find that in my voice and and the music I create, because that's the driving force behind my creative self is is knowing that, that maybe this song or, or or this, whatever I do will have some kind of um, effect on somebody, you know, and uh, that's, one thing about about art and expression is that people can feel what you're trying to portray through it just by looking at it, just by hearing it, just by watching it, you know? So I, I try my best to do the best that I can for those reasons.
0: For sure, for sure. Man, that's huge. That's huge. Obviously you guys are like really, really good composers as well too. You guys have made some beautiful albums, some beautiful music. What is that process like for the both of you guys? Is it sometimes straining? Is it sometimes hard, you know, like trying to figure out the words, trying to get the melodies right, making sure it fits both of your voices. And obviously you guys have to create together and separate. So how does how does your guys's creation process going into making all these beautiful songs? I think we both, uh, both of us are
3: different when it comes to composing songs and, and that kind of progress. And that, uh, for me itself, I, I I still believe to this day that it, that it's that it's a gift, right? So I I wait for it, right? So until uh, a melody comes to me or something like that. But for me, I really uh, compose songs uh, uh, through emotion, like straight emotion, right? So, and uh, for me, that's how it works for me. Like I have a hard time trying to sit there and trying to compose a song. It just doesn't work like that for me. So I I I, I just kind of stay to what I know, and I just kind of wait. And i go through emotions and then you
2: really do wait you really do wait for a song to come to you i know some people they can write out words or they can sit there and a melody comes to them but i think it starts with that intention it starts with an idea or a feeling or or some kind of message that you want to portray in that and uh i'm, I'm the same way too sometimes i get inspiration like a few of my songs i get inspiration from other songs or other music that i hear but when it comes down to it, I don't think you can really force a song to to be made or to come out, and that's something that we do have in common, yeah. like that. And it wasn't even—I never started composing my own music even until after me. He really encouraged me to do that after I joined our our group that we sing with, and after I kind of started sharing music by myself. And um, I never thought that that I myself had a message to 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 kind of express, but um. When it comes to my music, I really want to, I really, I really push for like that, that, uh, that feminine perspective, like coming from a female, a female perspective. And, um, but like, like, like Dallas said, um, a lot of our, our best songs that, that people really connect with are the ones that are, are really emotional, whether it's funny or whether it's real heartfelt or, or heartbroken, they stem from, from these feelings first. And, um. And I guess that, that's the art part of it. That's the beauty about it is, is seeing what we can do as creators to portray the, those feelings or that message. And mm-hmm. um, I myself, I could, I could start something, like I could hum a little tune and I'll, I'll leave it for a while and I'll, I'll just kind of, maybe I'll record and I'll put it away and then I'll, I'll, it'll come back. And when I feel like the time is right, I'll work on that song again. Maybe the words will come first. It's always different. Mm-hmm. Every song that I've made has has really Come together differently. Hey.
1: Mm-hmm. Same way. Yeah, same for sure. Uh, kind of a funny story. I mean, not really funny, but uh, I remember having a dream once and like a melody came to me, right? And then I woke up and I remembered it. And I was like, why does that sound like, like
4: memorial song?
1: And I was like, uh, maybe I'll put that one in the back of my brain until whenever.
0: Yeah.
2: See? <laughs> That's how uh, a lot of our songs come too. Just just randomly like yeah. that.
0: How about you guys give us another one? We want some more poetry in motion now. We're ready for another song.
2: <clears throat> what kind of song you want to sing now?
0: I didn't think we were gonna sing. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: <it's just> <laughs> <laughs> He's ready.
3: I love it. I love it. It's Here we so go. Weird. We're gonna sing again. <laughs> yeah, you I
2: didn't think we were gonna sing. Should we share power
3: huh? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Well, so
2: a big part of oh wait, I'm gonna change this this thing on a big part of, of uh uh, of our creativity goes into our, our powwow group Cree Confederation and that's something we both we are both the longest standing members of <laughs> uh Dallas actually created this group about what was it 12 years ago, uh, yeah, well, years ago 13 years ago and I joined a couple months into it and um you know uh we take pride in our group and our powwow music and and that's something we love to do mm-hmm. in the summertime what do you want to sing um,
3: we'll do uh Oh okay. okay.
2: This song we're going to share with you guys is another song that I composed. And uh, I was thinking of our kids. We have three kids together. And um, I was thinking of all the little ones out there. And in this song, we're talking about, Oh, sky suck, get the bum, gonna walk. Our, our young ones are watching. Uh, Let's teach them good things when we sing and when we dance. Think of them. That's what. And we never got to bust this. Oh, we got to sing it a couple of times with our group. But um, we hope you guys enjoy it.
4: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's go going go
0: Y'all killing us with this, man. We've never had this type of vibe here on the Foxing Around podcast. Beautiful, beautiful music here, man. We're, we're loving we're loving every minute of it. I yeah. think Rivers got a quick question for yeah. you guys, so he's going to hand it over.
1: No, for sure. Like, everybody in the comments is loving this. Um, Tell us about the formation of, like, Cree Confeds. want to wow. tell
2: the story about how it came
3: to- Yeah, like, the whole story behind the formation of Cree Confederation – was actually a dream. It's it's, it's funny you say that because um a lot of people always say they have these real powerful dreams and uh, that itself is a powerful dream because you you don't wake up one day to say hey I want to start a drum group you like I mean a lot of people can say that a lot of people can say they want to they want to start a drum group but me I never thought in my wildest years I'd ever want to start a group and so I had a dream and um someone I was offering this uh, well known uh, drum maker his name was Merle Yellowbird. In my dream, I was offering him a whip So these four different colors of, of cloth. And I, and I asked for a drum. And uh, so from there, I kind of let that go. Then again, I had another dream because I, I didn't know what to do. So I just thought that was just a dream. So then I had another dream that this older man came in my dream and was speaking pre to me. And he told me, uh, um, you know, uh, he was saying, uh, huh, you know, uh, in a way he was telling me, you know, to do something about it, right? So I finally went and asked Terry Paskeman, And uh, Terry Paskeman, you know, he's from Sweetgrass, right? He's a living legend, right? Blackstone singers. Yeah. Yeah. And he told me what to do. He said, you know what? You have to follow your dreams. Go offer this, go offer those prints and tobacco to an elder and see what they say. So I did. I, I did the, what he told me to do. I went to go offer. I went to go sweat. Then that same drum was given to me after that sweat. And then from there, the, everybody got together. And um, I had asked um, uh, Nathan, Pelly,
2: Kishi. He started asking people yeah. to be a part of the group and it was it just it, everything i remember that around that same time is when i first me and you first started talking And yeah. i remember dallas telling me that it, it kind of just came together it, uh it's almost as if the, the, the drum attracted people there Yeah,
3: but it was such a powerful feeling because you know like they say drum groups come and go if you could last the first two years or three years of a group making it then, then you're on your own, right? So then you're on your way. So like a lot of groups come and go and it's just the odd ones that stay and we're very fortunate that, that our group is still here and it's still going strong. So I'm really thankful for that every day. We've been day. through all
2: kinds of stuff, you know, and I've seen that. I got to, I got to give it, give, commend Dallas on that because even just being his partner and also being a part of the group, I've seen, yeah. I've seen uh, trials and tribulations and triumphs over uh, in our journey as a group and, you know, I I'm really I feel really fortunate to be a part of it. I'm I've been their backup singer since.
3: Yeah, she's like our only backup singer. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'll never take the credit for myself that it was just me. I had a lot of people who helped out. Like like I said, I said Nathan Pelli, Kishi, and that uh, Dana Goulet mm-hmm. were probably the, the two guys that we came together. And then actually, it was Dana who brought uh, Fawn in. He's one
2: last to Yeah. Meet. So. <laughs>
3: Um, I'm just thankful for the guys that came together and the guys who sang with us before. And I'm very thankful for the guys who sing with us yeah, today. All
2: the guys that they're watching right now. Yeah. Creek and Fed, shout out to you guys. Yeah. I miss you guys.
3: Buy t shirts. <laughs> Creek and Fed singers buy t shirts
0: <laughs> from Make me. Buy their own <laughs> t
1: shirts. <laughs> yo, yo, even we got to get some t shirts. Yeah, we,
0: we need those Creek and Fed shirts over yeah. there. We're going to have to do something for you guys. Yeah, for check check, so check your EMTs. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. what, what what's it like when you guys get into uh, the album making process? So when you're going into recording the album, how does how does that situation work? Obviously, I know it's a little bit different for you, Dallas, because you got to have your whole group there for yeah. the powwow singing and fawn. It's a little bit different because it's mostly just you or maybe one, two people doing the recording with you. How does that work for both of you guys? And, and is it is it tough? Is it strenuous? What, what's it like?
2: It, there's a lot of work and that goes into it. I, I think people maybe for some people it's just about compiling your songs, going and recording them. But when when you're a recording artist and you wanna you wanna kind of try different things, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. I am lucky to have a to be a part of a team that makes my music possible. You know, Mr. Stephen Butler, who's been my producer and my friend for a while, and um, you know. We have, um, uh, there's just been, there's so many people to, to everybody that I've collaborated with, you know, it starts off a, as, as an idea and as a song. And when you get into the creative process of it, there's so much, there's so much different outlets you reach into when it comes to uh, deciding who, who, who would like to be a part of it or what kind of new stuff you do for it. But it, it's uh, like I said, these, these albums that I'm coming out with, um, they've been in the works for two years now, and that's how long it's going to take for this music to come out. And it's going to be worth it. But this is probably my longest creative project I've had, and uh, that's how it is for me. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a lot to it, depending on what kind of stuff I I'd, I'd like to include in it, how I want it to turn out, and stuff like that. Um, what about you? That's yeah.
3: wonderful what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> <a good> <laughs> Well, for us, like for the drum group, um, over the winter, we, uh, I send out songs to the guys and we practice the songs over the winter. Then we'll have a few practices. And then uh, early part of summer, well, spring, so like April and May, we'll practice the songs. We'll make sure we get them down by June and July. Then we'll plan to record in August or September. That's how it okay. works for a
1: drum group. Yeah, okay. yeah so like... How does it work if you, Fawn? Because, like, both you guys sound, like, amazing. amazing live, obviously, and it takes one take. So, like, when you're in the studio, like, do you just – do it off one take, or also are you just like that episode on like La Bamba, that scene on La Bamba, and he keeps going back and, I mean, back, uh, and back,
2: uh, back. You know what? There's been songs where where we freaking did one take and we nail it, but there's it really is like like uh, you you talk to anybody who's, <laughs> who's kind of had the same experience as me. There's been a couple of songs where you get so tired of starting it over and over and um, like I said, I have a team, I work with Russ, Russell Marsden and Stephen Butler, and they could tell you that there's been some songs where we have to take, you literally have to take like 20 or whatever it takes until you get it right. And uh, that's just including like your bass track and some of my music I, I have, um, I have backtracks too, where I cut, I sing along with myself and those could take a, a while too. So there is, it's a long, sometimes it could be a a, a pretty long process depending on. Uh, on how how satisfied we are with the sound, I guess. So yes, yeah, I've been lucky sometimes to nail out a song just like that. And sometimes it's, it's really is like La Bamba. Yeah. Dallas knows because we've done a couple of duets, <laughs> CDs together. <laughs> but but that, that moment yeah. happened.
3: Like, but there's different yeah. ways to sing, right? So they could sing together like this or you could sing together like up here. So like, it's like this, right? So I have to sing with fun, right? So, and I can't sing so. I make sure I compliment Fawn when we're singing together for sure. There's a lot of different ways, right? Or we could sing together. Or, I, or like I said, I compliment her too, yeah.
2: right? But us being like singers and and uh, being people who record our music, it's something, it is really like a lifestyle. So when, when we know that we're going to be going in to do a recording session, we got to make sure that our, our voices is, is, um, is, is at par for that. So yeah. we got to make sure that we pre- like, you know, it it's really is like a muscle you have to work. You have yeah. to make sure that you, you you stay on top of it and yeah. prepare for it vocally too, yes. right? Just
3: like this watch. Watch, ready, fun. Watch <laughs> watch this.
2: I don't know what to do.
3: I can't stop thinking of you. I guess that's... Oh, I guess not. Well, <laughs> I do know, I guess not then. I was just trying to show you a little harmony, but I guess... I guess
1: no, that sounded amazing. Honestly, yeah, why yeah. not... Take the main stage and give us another song Sure, everybody want to hear it. I want to hear it. That sounded beautiful. I just want to try it too. Do. do you want to sing that one?
2: Let's sing. How about Pray to the Lord? That's a nice harmonizing oh, okay. song. This is actually one of the first songs that uh, Dallas showed me that we would sing together. And uh,
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, do you want to talk a little bit? This is a song that a lot of people had shared that they, they really found comfort and they connected to this song. Um, Dallas composed it. It's called Pray to the Lord, and it's off of our it's off of our um album that we entitled. oh Hold on, guys. That we entitled Um Blessings. There you
3: go. Ooh, <laughs> look at that. Something's about a voice. Hey, thank you, Alexander. Right on. So we just do the words then? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I are to sing no, one no, whole verse. I'll
4: have to sing one whole verse, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm lying, well, I'm well, ha و...
3: I thinking of you
4: oh, holding me, me tight, tight. Hey I away I away
3: Now don't worry for me Okay. We'll be together. Someday you'll see. Eh, hey, oh, eh, hey. I, oh, eh, hey. hey, eh, oh, eh, hey,
2: oh, hey, oh. And see
1: <laughs> Oh my God, man. <laughs> Here, man,
0: we're freaking out. That yeah. was that was amazing.
1: Matt,
0: <laughs> that's crazy. God. I got goosebumps. Wow, that was so beautiful, you guys. Thank you so much for Peace. sharing that with us, man. Oh my goodness, you're gonna have to give us a second. <laughs> 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 Let's take a Pepsi <laughs> drink. Yeah, on, we gotta. Get, I gotta get a drink, man. That was. <laughs>
2: We actually don't get to sing that song too often anymore, but that was one of the very first songs that we started singing together. Um, uh, it's one of my favorite songs that we sing together, and one of my favorite songs that Dallas composed. Glad you guys liked
0: it, though. Wow. Yeah, the comment section's blowing up. Everybody everybody loved that, man. So thank you guys so much.
1: And your makeup's on fleek, too. So. Oh, Let's <laughs> 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 to
0: make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas uses this, too, no? <laughs> 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 yeah so, so, obviously, cool. obviously like learning learning your language has probably been very powerful both you guys and i know like just knowing you guys personally you're both deeply rooted in your guys's own cultures how does that play into your music and just how do you, does that play into your day-to-day life you know like the power of learning your language and being able to share your culture and your voices
2: well to to start off with um something i know we could both kind of agree to is that um I, myself, I wanted to learn my language because it, something resonated with me. I was told once that, that um, I, I should take that initiative to learn because when you hear a song in your language and you understand what, what's being sung or what you're, what you're singing, it brings a whole other beauty to that music. And um, I, I'm, I totally agree with that. If it, if it wasn't for music, um, actually music is what rooted my, my interest and my passion to learn the language, and um, I, I've been fortunate that, that Dallas shares that same passion and, and, and willing to learn too um, when it comes to, it, it's, it's, you know, what, another thing that stuck with me, we were told by an elder that, that used to come and work with us in our, uh, in, our, in, our, in our language journey, is they told us that language isn't just, uh, um, it isn't just something that you speak. It's a our, our indigenous language, our Nahuatl, our Plains Cree language. It's a it's a it's an indigenous thought. It's a Cree way of thinking too. It's a way of life. And after we kind of um, touched on on our journey and and started working on understanding our language, it's almost like it opened up a whole other door. To ourselves that that we didn't even know was there. You know, we we thought just being singers that that we were in tune with our culture and, and with our, our indigenous side like that. But but learning your language and taking this journey just just totally exposed a whole other beautiful side of, of who we were and our identity. And that's how I feel about that.
3: Well, for me too, like uh, being a song composer for sure. You know, you have to explain your story, right? When you're composing songs, right? So I kind of got tired of just guessing what my song was. So I want to make sure I learned my language this time so I can explain my songs. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be funny. My story sounds different. <laughs> but for real, like, you know, like to be a song composer, you got to explain your story, right? It just can't be... Uh, Oh I think it means uh, something about over the over the yeah. river and over the trees.
2: but also uh, obtaining the, that language and, and that knowledge of language, it totally stepped up our 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 uh, our lyric game and yeah. and, and, and introduced
3: us to new words.
2: yeah. and you know, it um, I remember there was a time when I first started composing songs. I'd have to go to my dad or somebody and ask them, how do I say this? You know, And then I kind of felt like, a little bit cheap for that, mm-hmm. and now that I we can come up with our own songs, and and we hold that knowledge. To, and then we
3: help other people. Yeah, and songs now too. you know,
2: people even approach us and and ask us, well, how do you say this? Because I want to put this into a song, and, and that's so. We, cool. And we're so happy to to be that those people and be that outlet yeah. for people, and that's that uh, that to me is a, is an ac- a personal accomplishment, and I'm happy to to lend what I know it to, to other people who are wanting to compose music in their language, in our language
0: and speak. And speak. yeah and right. I, I was just about to uh, jump in on that. Obviously, I think it's better that, you know, you guys are, are close to our age, even, you know, sometimes there can be a, uh, a, a tough barrier when trying to learn the language, when you're trying to learn from older people, sometimes they don't want to teach in the proper ways or they're, they're They have their own ways of teaching. Or you don't need to um, make
1: funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I've been to
0: right? Totally. So kinda of just speak to us a little bit on what it's like to to start to teach language and, and where you come from where where it comes from. How do you guys get into your process oh, of teaching okay. language? No,
3: I'll go. So I, I'll, I'll touch on what you just said there. Um, I know you said that a lot of people, you know, kind of tease you for trying to speak the language. The older people, uh, I've come to learn that the older people were only were only taught so much from residential school too, and right. you know how they were really forced to not speak their language and how they could really only communicate with each other back then. To now, um, I, I experienced that too while learning the language. I had people tease me and laugh at me because I wasn't properly saying words, but. Instead of getting mad and and angry about that situation, I kind of just uh, took it upon myself to to learn. So so I would ask, okay, without getting offended, I would say, okay, well, well, how do you uh, how do you say uh, how do you say that? And if I'm saying it wrong, can you show me how to say it? And when you, and when you do that to language, like, to really like uh, fluent speakers, it kind of takes them as surprise to be like, huh. I said, well, how do you say it then because if so, i so saying many it wrong? People,
2: So many people are used to just shutting down after they feel a little discouraged. But another thing that kind of drove us to want to do what we do is um, um, there wasn't, I know in my community, there's not, there's, I don't think there's anybody my age or younger that 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 can speak or communicate like that. We wanted just to, to literally kind of lead the way for people and show people that, you know, um, there, If you take initiative to do something like this, you we you can obtain that language. And uh, me and Dallas have both been in those shoes, where, where where when we were willing to learn, and we felt discouraged by laughter or, or by being corrected in a stern way like that. Um, I think, um, I think uh, our 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 knowledge holders and our elder people like that, they do mean right when they do that it's just uh like dallas said when you do start asking questions instead of shutting shutting down or shutting out people it goes to show these these older people and these knowledge holders that you really do want to learn it's a it's about you know adapting to change and, and, and it's it's about it's about not not even if you feel discouraged by others don't discourage yourself that's that's what i'm trying to say show me your nails honey um uh, you're you're throwing me off here, <laughs> but uh, a big thing was we just, uh, I wanted to show people my age and, and people younger than me that are that our, our, our generation, we can hold this language and our language is is really relevant and it's really important in keeping who we are, mm-hmm. um, not just as Indigenous people, but as Cree people, as Ojibwe people, as uh, Lakota, Dakota or Nakota people. Our language is what makes us... Us. And all of our teachings is rooted in our language and our own teachings. And uh, that's why we try to do our part in keeping yeah. what we know alive and passing it yeah. on. And now we're starting with our kids. And,
3: and yeah. Fong's uh, age is from 24 to 27.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, yeah not sure.
2: doubt me. I'm older than that.
1: <laughs> I uh, think I've said it better myself. And, like, one thing is it... It does start at home, right? It, it starts from the parents speaking to the children. It starts from having uh, grandparents who are blessed enough to speak the language to the kids. Like um, both my parents speak fluent Cree. Um, I don't know why they really never spoke it fluently to me. Um, my Both of my grandparents did, my late Mushum, my late Kukum. Uh, that's where a lot of my teachings came from, was just from like they picked me up all the time to go. Pick medicines to go get ice cream, you know, and like they definitely taught me a lot of things. So I really, really like what you guys said there. When, when, when it starts at home, hundred percent.
2: I think another thing a lot of people don't realize is that we have this genetic knowledge. Like you said, if if it's spoken around us or if our our parents and our grandparents our ancestors spoke it it's in our blood to speak it and when you even when you speak even just a word a day or something they say it invokes that spirit of the language and you bring it to life even if it's just one or two words a day or or whatever you you do to practice it and and um i think uh, a lot of our a lot of our uh, a lot of our older people who hold this knowledge. Again, that was another thing that Dallas mentioned earlier that there was a lot of habits that that were kind of um, picked up during that residential school area, and one oh, of them yeah. was. Uh, I think that's why a lot of people didn't speak to our, our their their kids or their youth in that language because they they had such a, a bad experience with sharing language in a in an atmosphere like that, but. You
0: know, um but another
3: thing too, sorry honey, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh another thing too we were taught was, res- was respect, right? So yeah. I learned that. So we weren't uh we weren't like to respect our grandparents, our 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 parents, we weren't, you know, to talk or ask questions, mm-hmm. right? So if they were speaking Cree, you weren't allowed to like, oh hey mom or dad, hey, what, what are you guys saying? What does that mean? Our Muslim Kukum, hey, what are you saying? Or how do you say that? You know, uh back then out of respect, you, you just weren't you know, you were taught not to uh, ask questions, right? But just to listen, right? So that was another thing I picked up and learned as I was learning through our language journey. Was uh, I was trying to think of all these things or trying to find out all this information of why I? Cause same thing too. Like I had grandparents that spoke nothing but Cree, but they never talked to me in Cree ever, right? Mm-hmm. So and uh, and it's funny that it, it took us to go back to school to learn our own language, right? So there's so many things there, but but that's what my experiences.
2: But I think everybody holds that, like uh, even even you go to a you go to a gathering, like when the round dances or powwows, and you hear that language being spoken. There's something that makes you feel at home. There's something yeah, that so makes sure. you feel like there's the, that's that spirit that they talk about. Uh, it, the awakening. spirit of the the language is invoked, and you awaken it. And then when you hear it outside of there, you don't even know that. Even if you don't understand what they're saying at that time, you carry that with you. And by the next time you hear it, you yeah. know, you, 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 hey, I know that word or hey, yeah. I heard that before. Another
3: yeah. thing, too, I was taught, too, is you always have to think Nehiyo. Even if you're going to speak to anybody, to anybody, if you start thinking Cree or Nehiyo first before you speak English. Or they whatever say,
2: tribe you're from.
3: Or from whatever tribe you're from, <laughs> they say that awakens that, that language spirit, right? So whenever you're seeing someone talk in Kree or if you're going to talk to somebody, even start. if it's English, but if you could think Nehiyo first. That's what awakens your spirit as well.
0: Hey, oh, I like uh, that. Speaking of teaching, Spawn, this one's a little bit more for you. Um, I don't know. Maybe a few of our viewers know if they don't know. Um, there was a, a famous makeup girl. I believe her name goes by Bianca. Uh, she was a, uh, a makeup artist on Instagram. She gained a really huge following. And uh, she came out on one of her lives and she was talking about uh, the reserves and the reserve setting and how she didn't want to go there because she heard that women were murdered. Uh, she caught some very, very harsh backlash. And the next day she decided to go – or in a, in a, the next few days she decided to go on a live and try to get educated a little bit. I remember, too, because I was actually with you guys in Saddle Lake at the time. Mm-hmm. It was Dallas' birthday that day.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and um, – People were looking for voices. They were looking for somebody to come in and be able to communicate our story to her and make her explain in the way that she had not understand by saying these. I don't know if they were racially intended, but they were very stupid. And uh, they looked to you as a voice, and you came on. and I know you were probably obviously pretty nervous. Just talk us through what what had what had happened, how it went, and and your feelings, kind of moving forward after it.
2: I remember that. I remember. I remember initial. Initially, when she made those comments, and everybody was talking about it, it totally just blew up on social media. And I, I think a big part of that is because a lot of our indigenous youth, they're in, they look to people like that. They're, there's youth that look to these 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 uh, vloggers or these sports people, and and I know she had a huge following of uh, of indigenous youth that 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 were fans of her or indigenous women or. You know, makeup lovers, and I, I remember hearing those comments and seeing people talk about it. And they weren't they weren't too happy about it. And um, so, you know, I remember uh, then that night. There was a night before. I think it was um, May fifth is the day that they dedicate to um, the missing and murdered Indigenous people, women and girls. And uh, I think um, I, it didn't totally set in for her at that time. But that night she made some more comments um, about that. And so the next day was Dallas's birthday. And um, my sister Tia was actually the one I was cooking. I was cooking supper. Uh, the I was cooking the birthday dinner there. And I wasn't even, you know, uh, that was the last thing on my mind. And she's like, Tia was tuned into that live. And she's like, oh my God, Vaughn. She's like, people are asking for you to come on. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, um, she, need, she wants to talk to people about, about the comments, about the movement, just kind of help educate her. And people are asking for you, and I was like, "What?" You know, at that time, I felt like I felt like it was uh, I felt like I, I had a duty or, or like an obligation if if I had that chance to talk with her uh, and, P- and and represent our indigenous people and our point of view. Because I, I heard some of the speakers here and there as TO is watching and. And I thought, you know, that that's that's a big role, and those are big shoes to fill. And I I knew I thought, you know, if people are if, if our indigenous people are calling upon me, I get, I'll I'll try and do it. And I remember just thinking about how big that that whole situation blew up. I was I was nervous because I I knew there was going to be lots of people watching. I I I want I actually honestly I remember I was I felt like almost anxiety. I, I remember thinking to myself that I just wanted to say the right things I wanted to get certain points across and I want to say them in a good way where where she'll actually be able to to take something good out of that conversation so I pray I, I closed my eyes and I said a little prayer as I was waiting because right away she couldn't find me on the live to invite me in and um, you know actually so I, I it's almost as if it was almost like an auto out of body experience for me because it's after I said that little prayer, it's almost like everything that I wanted to say in the way I wanted to say it, it happened just like that. And, um, you know, she actually thanked me after that. She wrote me a few messages thanking me for, for coming on and explaining some of that stuff to her. And um, I I just wanted to to be the best voice and, and representation for our Indigenous people on such a touchy subject. I wanted to make sure that I said the right things and in the right way, because really she was really uneducated about that whole situation. I don't think she realized how sensitive or how how severe that problem is with our missing and murdered Indigenous woman and how close to home it touches or why it's like that, you know? So that part, I'd have to say that's one of my biggest moments of 2020. You know, there's a lot happening this past year, but that particular moment, I, I, I'm going to remember that forever. Like, I, I, I didn't even think that, that I was the, the, you know, the type of person that people would want to call on for things like that, but I'm really glad that I did. I'm glad that I was there. I'm glad that it worked out, and I'm glad that I was able to, to speak our piece from an indigenous point of view to somebody who w- was in that situation.
0: Right. And we're so very proud of you. Obviously I got to watch it live too. And then I seen you right after you kind of had some mixed emotions, but yeah, just as an indigenous person, as somebody that looks up to you as a role model is very strong and, and very powerful words. And you, you did, did all of us very proud, man. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. For that piece. Yeah, for sure. It was like, it was definitely
1: beautifully well executed, uh, executed, in a sense where like you didn't come at her you just wanted to teach her and like that that's like one of um as creep people i remember getting that teaching is never judge anybody leave it up to the creator to judge them right and just try help try spread that love and try educate
2: mm-hmm. for sure and i think um I, I don't think anybody kind of put that relationship because she is uh you know for, she is latino And our our Indigenous people, we're all from the same place. We're all from Turtle Island, you know, and I don't think two people put that together, that she's Indigenous too, to the same country that we're Indigenous to. And um, I think that kind of hit a little bit of a note with people watching, because there was all types of people watching. There was people from all over, and I got messages after that, like crazy, from people all over, even non-Indigenous people who, who didn't know about the kind of stuff that... That, that surrounds that that whole situation and why it was such a sensitive situation for us.
3: Well, I, I remember it really good because Ray was there and he was walking around with really tight pants. <laughs> and I was like, man, who's this guy with really tight pants, right? Ray. Oh my God. And then uh, we went for a run. And that's how hey. we started our weight loss journey, me and Ray, with his tight pants.
1: Hey, yo, 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 speaking of that, um, so like... Obviously, Ray told me that you used to be like an athlete, you used to play like volleyball, played hockey, played softball. And then um, I guess just like um, powwow caught up. I don't know. Uh, so, like, was you, have-
2: like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: you want to tell us about like your, I guess, just um, that weight loss journey and even that challenge you started off, my 300 pound singer life or something like that. Yeah,
3: well, I was approached in, um, uh, I think it was in March, no, end of March. So April, I was in, approached in April by uh, Lisa in, um from Winnipeg. And she had said, uh, she had messaged me and she had talked to me and she asked me not to get offended. She said, you know, I call you my brother and, you know, I see, you know, that you're really gaining a lot of weight. And, and you know, and she said, we need you around, you know, you, you're, you're one of our leaders, you you know, as a voice for our our men, you know, and, uh,
2: and, oh, sorry. Can I just add something? Oh yeah, go ahead. Another thing that, that, that was kind of mentioned is that, you know, Dallas, yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was really athletic before. And after he chose this, this, this style, lifestyle, he kind of strayed away from the things that he used to love doing, right. Which was Mm -hmm. being active and playing sports and stuff like that. And I'm sure a lot of singers, powwow singers, especially can relate to that. And uh, and do you want to talk about why
3: you started that no. because of that? <laughs> Manny said, st- Fawn says it way better. Can I just tell Fawn to tell my story? <laughs> she sounds real good. But yeah, she's right, right? Because um, in uh, high school, I had I was actually, I played a team Alberta. And I had a scholarship to uh, University of Calgary, University of Dinos to play volleyball. So I had made that the university team and I got a scholarship to play there. And uh, when I was 17, well, same time as I got the scholarship to go Stancy. play. Uh, to go play volleyball while university, the dinos. I got a scholarship for uh, fastball as well for team Canada at the same time. So fastball was, was, was big at the time. So I was, uh, I got invited to team Canada camp in Winnipeg at the same time. So I had kind of, but then singing, right? So I started singing, I the started singing. and the difference between the sports and singing is that um, I, I'm, I'm, that's how I made my finances. And there was travel money women fast uh. cars
2: <laughs> so
3: and then singing my i just i kind of dropped both and i went to singing right and so he went down oh, that man. road
2: and you know yeah. somewhere along the way just from what he's expressed to me that's kind of how he's when he's straight away from that but we see that a lot not just in our powell community but yeah. our indigenous people um, I think it goes back to when we started getting grouped on to, like, to, to reserves. We were given rations, and they weren't healthy choices. And I think our people, somewhere along the way, kind of fell into not taking care of themselves physically like that, including with what we had to eat, like fry bread, for instance. That's not, oh, I miss that's, fry it's bread. not a traditional food, though, you know? Yeah. And um, why his special started, where people um, uh, are good... Relative Lisa Mijares and Dallas came together, and they wanted to encourage more singers in the same situation as Dallas to take on that that challenge and and better themselves. And uh, so he started off with quite a few people who signed up. So they they were gonna hold this special. Uh, to go along with the virtual powwow that they had for Manitowabi. Mm -hmm. And so they asked Dallas to be the spokesperson for that. And that really pushed him because he thought, you know, if I'm going to have a weight loss special, I I better be the one who loses the most weight, you Mm -hmm. know, and takes care of myself. So it pushed him. And so that, what was it? You guys were on there for two months or a month? Uh,
3: One month, month. 31 days.
2: And they started off with with quite a few singers. And by the end of it, there was yeah. only maybe a handful, a handful of singers that followed through with it. Yeah. And they did good. But after that, it, that kind of sparked something like being with him and living with him. It sparked something in him that kept him motivated. And now it's this is like a whole other Dallas that, yeah. that I haven't seen in a yeah. while or ever. Skinny. You know, he's, he's <laughs> taking care of himself. He's, and it's not just yeah. for a challenge or anything no. like that. I think what drives. What I've heard him say, what drives him is he wants, to, he wants to live a long and happy life and watch our kids grow and, and be grandparents one day and just be a better example.
3: Yeah, and I, well, one of the main things, too, is what Lisa had told me. She said, you know what? A lot of our song keepers and a lot of our song you know, holders are dying of diabetes. And so now you're in, you're in that place where you know uh, a lot I of the younger is. people, a lot of the younger singers in my age category... I, I, I'm in, like, I'm 40, right? So she said, you know what? Let's be role models, let's let's teach these guys and whoever else to, to take care of themselves. Cause they are, so who's gonna carry on these songs of, if we start leaving this world with songs, mm-hmm. right? And Just cause of diabetes, right? So she said, let's be a leader, let's be role models and let's do something that's gonna encourage other singers to wanna lose weight and take care of themselves. Okay. So, okay, with that said, that's it's gonna be six months, end of November. And I'm at nine. I lost 90 pounds. Hey. 90 pounds. Hey.
1: Let's go. That's like that weighs like me and Raymond put together. Right? <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, let's yeah. we lost the whole
2: person though. Yeah. And you can watch how tall
3: are you? Tell them how tall i man. 5'8.
2: 5'8, so you could see yeah. a huge difference five eight. in him.
3: Yeah, I'm five eight and and my I started off at 351. Oh wow. And he didn't even um, want
2: to tell me how much he weighed I, when he started. Yeah,
3: I couldn't tell her, man. I couldn't believe how big I was. So I waited for a month until I dropped uh, twenty pounds. Then I weighed myself and took a picture of it. And I was like, "Oh, three thirty-one, honey. Geez, I better lose weight." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so look, I
1: lost two pounds so far.
3: <laughs> it's gonna be a hundred pounds. It's gonna be a hundred pounds at the end of November that I lost. So in six months you know, I'm going to have lost a hundred pounds.
2: But you know what? That whole lifestyle change just changed every aspect for him. Like you see, you see him even just everyday activity, every way, the way he carries himself, everything. And I think that's an awesome example to lead, especially for our young people out there or even other people, you know, age, um, nothing like that matters when it comes to taking care of yourself holistically and, um it's a it's a beautiful thing to see our, our indigenous people take pride in themselves and take care of themselves.
3: I miss Pepsi and I miss fry bread. And donuts. And donuts. <laughs> oh, I love donuts, man. Oh my god. <gasps> uh, donuts. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, without a doubt. Um speaking of that uh Calgary uh volleyball scholarship, yeah. what position? You were uh, I'm guessing a libero? Yeah.
3: yeah. They had the they had the tryouts in Lloyd Minster. And I was the only Aboriginal to make the team at that time. And after I actually that was Team Alberta for volleyball too as well. And they had scouts there as well. So after I was done that, I got um I got a scout approach me and talked to me. Then he sent me uh my scholarship, right? So it was pretty cool, man. And but um he
2: chose the powwow like <laughs> I chose I was only
3: 16, so and I was in grade uh 17. 17. So and you know, I didn't even leave the res, so I didn't even know uh, so and uh I went to the training camp, and then um, I busted there because Frog Lake paid for it. So I went to the, I made the team, but then I came back home because um, I had nowhere to live, and I didn't know what to do. I really didn't know what to do, and I was really scared. So I left, and I came back to, to the res and went powwow. Yeah, That's for real. That's the
1: God story. And, uh, like, speaking of lead by example, I mean – uh, me and my homies play a lot of reds volleyball tourneys and we're looking for a libero. So if you are wanna play some <laughs> yeah,
3: I can still set. Them. I, I I like I like it when I when I when I start when rallying because you know I got I have such a I have such a nice form when it comes to because I was a setter right I was a professional setter and I could still set I still got the sweet sweet hands and I love rallying because a lot of guys would never think it right and all of a sudden I'm just like this real wicked rallying. It. Like, Wait, man, how do you know how to do that? And I was like, I I don't know how many times I rallied off a wall, a ball, and man, it's like, man, I did a lot of fingers, everything, a lot of finger workouts. (laughs) Hey, there we go. Strong
0: hands, strong hands. Can we get another song out of you guys, man? What do you all think?
3: Yeah, we should close it off with something really good. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want
3: to sing? We'll sing it. Oh, he's
2: switching it up. No drum this time. No. What do you want (laughs) to sing? (laughs) <laughs> Hold on, I got to change the, um, what are we going to sing so I can explain it, homie?
3: We'll do a hand game song.
2: Hand game song? Which one? New one. Oh. No. Oh, hey. Okay, you want to explain a little bit this song? Uh, um, another, another big thing, um, another style of music that's big with us is stick game music, hand game music. Um. Both of us come from families um, that are, are well into the stick game crowd. And uh, that was kind of where Dallas kind of learned how to sing first, right? With stick game music. And me, my late whistle um, you know, that was one of the first styles that my dad and his brothers um, would sing too. And uh, so I think we want to bring up the energy a little bit here and share a stick game song with you guys.
3: Okay. Well, sounds like a good Okay. Vem, hey, amor.
0: There we go. We're back. That was beautiful, man. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's it's killing it. So I got a question for you guys. I know there's a little boy in, in your guys's house Oh yeah. <laughs> by the name of Ambrose Lee Wood hat my little nephew, man. I love this kid so much. He brings so much energy. He's crazy. He's beautiful. I wonder, I wonder if we can get him in for one song. Do oh, you think we can do that? Love to. He oh. would cute. Uh, uh, a lot of people.
2: One thing that we wanted to to do uh, us being singers you know it, it would always be a dream to have our kids sing but it's not something that we wanted to impose on them it was something that we wanted to wait for them to find their own way there and Ambrose recently found his own way in his own his own voice and he loves to sing so his dad's gonna go get him um, it sure is um, a full circle moment when you get to hear your 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 baby singing Um we're going to see if he's going to come up here. We'll see if his dad can bribe him. Hey. <laughs> he does, though. He's, he's really happy to sing stuff like that. Hold on a second.
0: All right. We're going to uh, wait I'm for sorry. the nephew here real quick. Hopefully he comes and blesses us with some music. I know he's a, he's a deadly young singer, man. Both of his parents be singers, man. He's going to be killing it on the power trail. Yo, does your mom he's
2: coming
0: up. He's yeah, coming up. My- to- Hey, there we go. I'm come excited. Here, we'll take a few fan questions too, kind of uh, right after this. And then we'll, okay. uh, I don't know what come you guys here, got Ambrose. for time, but we're having fun over here.
2: Come, come sing song with me. Come. Come on the camera. Want to sing a song with mommy? What do you want to sing? Cook 'em song? Or you want to sing, remember me, say hi. Say, <laughs> did, you have, did you have a good, which one do you want to sing? This is Ambrose. He's three. He's actually going to be four in next month. December 5th. This is birthday. And uh, we're going to sing a song for you guys. What do you want to sing? Remember Me or Cook'em Song? Cook'em Song. This song we're going to share with you, he calls it his Cook'em Song because my mom recorded it with me. It was actually um, composed by my grandmother, Florence Thomas. And it's one of his favorite songs to sing. Ready? you got to sing nice and loud. Okay. And I'll bring you to the store. Ready? Hi. 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 Hi hey hi ya hey hi yeah, hey hi ya hey hi ya hey hi ya hey hi ya hey hi way hey hi oh hi, hi, hi oh ha let me see your gum yeah, uh, <laughs> No, okay. Sing the words nice and loud, ready? Mo meech toomska flouter hokakuk pee. Mo meech toomska hokakuk Hey, Ah. Uh, hey, ha huh? sing with me. Hey, hi, uh, hey, hi, oh, hi, oh, ho, oh, hey, oh, oh, oh. Are you done? Awesome! Hey! There you go! Candy in his mouth. Hey, hey. Oh, Ambrose. Way Thank to go, Ambrose. Yes. Awesome. Thank Thank say so high so five. buddy. High awesome. five. Awesome. Hey,
1: hey! Awesome,
0: awesome. Thank you so much. Well. If you guys got a few minutes, maybe we should take a few fan questions really quickly. They've been really good about hanging in here for us, so we'll take a few fan questions. Uh, let's see what pops up. Yeah, and yeah. Where'd
1: Dallas go? He's coming. I'll, I'll stop. I think he's just waiting for. Hey. Dallas, got a couple
2: questions. I've Ashtang, he's coming. River's he's coming.
0: got a good question for you. Uh, Dallas, and then we'll open it up to the guest ones. But River's, River wants to know something, we do too, so. Okay. Got to wait for Dallas on this. Hurry own.
2: up, Dal! Dallas, he's on his way up. <laughs> All
0: right, we'll take this one really quickly then. Okay. Uh, this one's for you, Fawn. How do you feel when your song blew up on TikTok?
2: You know, um, uh, if it's "Remember Me" that they're talking about, that's actually what what brought me to create a, an account on TikTok. Um, um, uh, somewhere in the beginning of this pandemic. I joined TikTok because I I would I would hear a lot of people were doing uh, the um, MMIW awareness movement where they were placing a red hand over their face and in these TikTok videos everybody was using that song "Remember Me." Um, It was actually composed by my uncle Randy, and uh, I felt really honored. And uh, I was like, "Holy man!" People are like, "Yeah, your song's being used in all of these these videos up there." And, And so I decided to make an account and just seeing how far that that music has reached and reading some comments or getting messages from people from even other parts of the world who, who found uh, their way to that song or to my music through those videos. I, I felt really blessed for that. Oh, hey. Dallas is back too. Blessings. <laughs> Hold on, he's back. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what.
3: So candy there, what? Yeah, so much is <laughs> there.
2: Yeah. Good gum in his mouth.
1: <laughs> Hey Dallas. So, uh, What's this beef with uh, Wavel Star? Are you trying to start a wrestling career, or uh, what's going on there?
3: Holy man, man! Well, as well, everybody knows Wavel Star is a semi-pro wrestler, right? And but a lot of people don't know that Wavel's a real wicked round dance singer and powwow singer. He was uh, the lead singer of a group called Red Dog. And he was part of Young Scouts when Young Scouts first came out. So star
2: blanket juniors, right?
3: yeah, yes, yeah, and Star Blanket Juniors. But if if you really listened to Young Scouts back then, that's
2: how you met him, right? Yeah, that's
3: how I met him because he was he's a really good, he's got a real good flutter voice, man. And so I kind of thought, man, for the longest time we would go through Regina.
2: Every time we would travel, that was joke we... around and he'd be like, will meet me at Creeland. And yeah, I'd always I'd
3: always take him in statuses because he would never Followed say anything. Him on. Yes, I'd
2: call him out. <laughs> I'd say,
3: hey Wavel, don't step on the uh, don't step on the tracks when the train's coming through. I'd say that, or meet me at Creeland Grass Bar. You know, if you're man enough, I'd say that, knowing I'd never see him anyways. Right? <laughs> and then one day, man, he just said, man, hey, where you at? And I was like, holy shit, like, hey
2: Wavel. <laughs> like,
3: so. Uh, yeah, you messaged me, he so said, I'll come check you out. So you come check me out, man. And
2: then they just they had that idea. Then that, yeah. that video came to be. And oh yeah. I was I was the one who recorded that that video and I was it was yeah. so hard to be steady and watch all that. Yeah. But- I don't think a lot of people realize when you watch that video of Dallas and Wavel when when Wavel jumps up and goes, Hey, Dallas really got scared.
3: Yeah. I, I really didn't see how like that that intensity that he had. He's really intense guy, man. He didn't say he was just like, Hey, yeah, so we'll do this, we'll do that. Is that cool? It's like yeah, that's awesome. Man, man, that man when he went into character, man, it freaked me out, man. Like, even though, like, even though
2: they were talking about how the video was gonna play out, as yeah. soon as Wavell came out, he's like, "Hey, Dallas, it just scared he, me, man. That scared look, that was a real yeah. scared. It wanted to
3: really kick my bum, man. <laughs> kick my ass. But hey, um, are you
2: coming out? Yeah, parts
3: come up. But here's that 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 sweater. <laughs>
4: Hey,
2: so you, guys, you guys want to do like a raffle or Wait, something? We or? wanted
4: to donate this to you
3: guys.
2: No way! Oh, no, no way, way. Let's go. Let's that's go. what's a sweater. Let's go. So,
3: whatever you guys want to do with the viewers who came in, um, you guys can do a little contest,
0: however you want. Look at it, it's awesome gold, man. Hey, Yay. that's clean. Yeah, we'll do something. We'll set it up so that uh, they can like our page. They can like your page. We'll do it together yeah. so that that we. And know. then whoever the
3: winner is, just let us know, and we'll we'll mail it out to them. FedEx first-class shipping.
0: Hey, let's go. All right, we got another question here from Olin Morningstar. At what age did you both start singing solo?
2: Uh, I, I used to just sing amongst my family from as a little kid. Um, it wasn't until that, that story I shared earlier, I think I might have been about, I want to say 18 or 19 was when I first started singing in public in front of other people or at powwows and stuff like that. But it, it's kind of a funny a a kind of a funny situation because I went to school with a bunch of people from my communities and uh, nobody even knew I could sing until I started coming out with music or there was the YouTube videos. Nobody even knew that because it was something that I kept to myself. So me, I'd say when I was about 18 or 19, when I started singing solo. What about you, Dallas?
3: I was a kid prodigy. So I could <laughs> sing when I was young, yeah. So about 10, about 11 or 12, like I could always sing. So it was awesome. So like I said, I was really given a gift from that creator. I really believed that because I could sing and it was a gift. So, um, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, 10 or 12, 11, 12, 13, 13. Because I started phoning girls and singing to them on the phone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's okay because at that
2: time I was just. Yeah. By that time Juan was only
3: 10 <laughs> we're like All eight right. years difference right seven, seven years seven years difference is our age difference right so um i just turned 50 and she's 43 <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah. uh, we're gonna take one more question here uh oh this one's a good one angel armstrong how excited were you guys to be a part of the foxing around podcast and do you think Dallas and Fawn will make another appearance on here soon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the second part of the question. You guys are welcome back anytime. You guys want to come share new music. You guys want to come hang out, make fun of us. Whatever you guys want to do, you're welcome. But were you guys a little bit excited to jump on our oh, podcast?
2: Like honestly, that's what we were preparing. He, w- he wasn't joking when we were saying we we're preparing all day for this. But we would love to anytime. Um, going back to the the word of the day, I think we should do this word.
3: that's a hard word
2: though
3: it has to be something easier
2: how about
3: oh but yeah so so yeah so we were excited because i had stuff planned for today but i made sure i put (laughs) those stuff aside to make sure we have we were gonna do uh boxing around for sure today Mm -hmm. plus you know you're our niece now and we're really excited and proud of you guys man you know for what you're doing right now this is awesome and uh, I like the whole setup. Like I said, like I just kept telling Fawn, man, I like the way it looks. I like all because I like all the work that you guys put into it. It's awesome, man. And you guys are, you know, you guys are onto something really good. What, and look at it's been a, should, an hour and a half already. What
2: should be the Cree word of the day? Oh, then? the Cree word of the day. You choose one, then I'll choose one, because you probably have a
3: different. Okay, I would say Miss Spoon. Miss Spoon. Yeah. Why miss would I say Miss Spun?
2: Tell them what it means, then. Winter. It's winter.
3: Winter. Miss Spoon. So we could do weather terms, right? Miss Spoon or um.
2: Um, I think mine will be,
3: uh matsoin. life. Yes. That would yeah, Matsun, right. Yeah, or actually, it should be a noal That should be the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's really real impossible. Real hard. Hey.
0: Sorry, we disconnected really fast. Uh, I don't know. We're on cheap that must Wi-Fi be spirits. here. Spirits. The spirits.
3: those Words I said. The spirits came. Mess around. Don't mess don't
2: around.
0: Mess around Dallas. Dallas. Don't mess around. <laughs> here. Yeah. A
2: good word though. Since we're entering winter and it's been snowing here, I don't know about where, where you guys are, but it's like, um, it's it's pretty cold here yeah. now. It's been pretty cold. Yeah. Since you
3: guys are in North Battleford, the word of the day will be Leon. Thunderchild, <laughs> Lee. Lee Thunderchild.
2: Uh, <laughs> we we'll
3: yeah. We call him Zapan. Lee Thunderchild. Do you guys know Lee Thunderchild? I don't know if you guys know him. But he's- Must be a legend if you know him. Or uh
0: lot- yeah, there's a lot of legends
3: out in Battleford, right?
0: oh yeah well what we're gonna do is uh we we started this with joey we did it with river we're gonna pop you guys up on the screen if you want to sing a song if you guys like to give out a message whatever you guys want to do to the viewers in here to let them know whatever you guys want so i'm going to put okay. you guys up on the screen and uh give your message so buddy i just want to say
2: thank you for tuning into uh foxing around Join us as we share words and songs with you guys Um, If I was to leave with one phrase, I want to leave with you guys. It's something that I was told by somebody um, and it stuck with me is that, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from, what your last name is, um, material things like that. It doesn't matter. Us as Indigenous people, we have that inherent right to music, to song, to language, and to culture. And um, our ancestors would be proud of us today for practicing keeping it alive. And I want to encourage all of you, no matter where you're from, what tribe you're from, to take that upon yourselves to learn where you come from and practice your culture and your language.
3: And if I had to say something too positive or something to leave with all of you, I just want to say whatever Fawn just said was excellent. So I'm just going to say whatever she said is awesome. So thanks again for having us here. You tonight. want us
2: to share a little bit of a song? Yeah, we can. Okay. Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep,
3: yep,
2: yep, yep. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Um, the song we're going to share with you is a song that, that's a, a part of our fam, my family, and we sing it um, amongst us and when we get asked to share in our community or wherever, and it was composed of my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope you guys enjoy it, and we want to send some good positive vibes and energy from our yes. home fire to wherever you guys are tuned in from. Let us know. Let Foxing Around know. Like the page and stay tuned. I'm yeah. sure they're going to have some awesome episodes yeah. coming up and um, we'll and put, sing a song for you and guys. And Foxing around.
4: <laughs> okay. We're
2: Hey Tawinan Hey Hey
3: we're no we hey.
2: ta no hey. no winan, hey. just want to say we're thankful for you all we love you all and we hope you enjoyed today's episode and all the ones coming in the future
3: and Merry Christmas Hey, thank hey. you so much. New style, the cispawn Wood, they
0: came in here, they rocked it. They gave us some music. They gave us some love. They gave us some information, man. Thank you guys so much. Like I said, you guys are welcome back anytime you guys want to do this again, man.
1: Yeah, for real. Thank you guys so much. And uh, everybody who's watching, there's uh, is there a new
2: defense merch on the way? What was that? I didn't hear that last part. <laughs>
0: Is there new Creek and, and fed merch on the way? How can they get some new merchandise from you guys? Yeah. We um, oh, yeah.
2: just uh, message either me or Dallas or our group page. We have a page on Facebook, Creek Confederation. Yep. Currently, well, besides this, that we're what we're donating, we have T-shirts in this in black and white with the gold. This was actually inspired by the Las Vegas Knights jerseys and. Um, um, that's what we have now. Uh, we go out, I think this batch we have from large to 4X. Um, so just inbox us. We can let you know. We take payment also from the U S and Canada. So all of you people tune in from the South of the medicine line. Don't worry. We got you. Um, we ship out everywhere. So just message us or our group page and we can get this, these shirts in your hands. Get
0: this party started. <laughs> hey, there we go. Much love you guys. Thank you so much for coming through. Hey. Bro, how was that, man? Well, that was a really, really good conversation. For really sure. good
1: conversation.
0: For sure. They had good music. They had good stories. They had it was it was just a great time all around, man. And we're so thankful for Fawn and Dallas for coming through. Check them out on uh, virtual round dance, check them out on their own pages, man. They're they're an inspiration to us. They're supporters of what we do here, man. We just want to thank them so much. So without further ado i guess we should pretty much wrap this up man one thing i do want to do i want to give a quick shout out to ashley morin that's ashley morin um she's a a north battleford girl she went missing just under two years now the case is unsolved it's an active ongoing case if you have any information on the disappearance of ashley morin get in contact with the rcmp or they have a page as well, too. I believe it's auction for Ash. Message the page privately or Krista Fox can also be another contact. Please, like I said, her family is looking for her actively. They want her home. They want her brought home. Please. Yeah, keep, definitely keep all of them in your prayers for sure. And uh, one more thing I'd like to do. I'd like to give uh, some prayers sent out to my own community, Sweetgrass First Nation. COVID, There's 16 act, active COVID cases in Sweetgrass right now. Uh, just remember to you know keep keep uh social distancing wear your mask hand sanitizer keep keep up all that uh work because it is coming into our communities and it is very dangerous so just just a heads up on that and lastly man do we got a guest for you guys next sunday man this is huge this is huge hey man what do you what do you think when you hear res ball res basketball what do i think uh, are talking
1: about the goat of basketball?
0: I'm talking about the goat of indigenous basketball.
1: Also, one of the goat of uh, team basketball three on three, right?
0: Man, I'm talking about the CBL champion. No way.
1: Are you talking about Mike?
0: Well, I'm talking about Michael Linklater, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be joining us next Sunday in the Foxing Around podcast. We're so excited to have him, man. It's going to be a good time. He's going to talk basketball. He's going to talk boys with braids. He's going to be talking about his story. He's got a great one, man. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, bro, for real. Me too. I really cannot wait for next week, man. This whole podcasting thing, bro. It's so fun. It's so fun just to hang out with you and just do what we do, man. Talk. Oh, oh. Um. Lastly, we'll send prayers to the Navajo Nation. And the prayers – oh, I didn't even –
0: uh the the, uh, sorry if the mispronounce uh, pronunciation but the puliop tribe i believe sending prayers out there too man much love to all you guys out in your different tribes man stay safe stay well i think that's uh that's about it till the next time we're foxing around
1: we're Cree. we don't even really speak english correctly so
0: thank you for joining us on another episode of foxing around live until next time many high highs what's this
1: peace